0: Today is Wednesday, February 14th. The title for our devotional is Jesus is the King of His Kingdom. That title is a little Captain Obvious and should go without saying, but I think it must be said. In the Gospels, Jesus is portrayed as a king. His coronation, however, is not a ceremony of glory and splendor, but it is the cross. He is mocked with a crown of thorns and a purple robe placed on his bloody and beaten back. Purple was the color of royalty. A sign is placed above him that reads the King of the Jews. He is brought to Pilate by the Jews because he claimed to be the Messiah, King. Pilate then asked him if he is the King of the Jews. Jesus answers, you have said so. He is lifted up as a king is to a throne, but Jesus unto a cross. Through all of this, Jesus is revealing that in the upside down kingdom of God, the path to glory is through sacrificial love and humility, not power and self-promotion course the cross is much much more than this but it is this as well it is his coronation ceremony now when we turn to the new testament epistles we find the authors regularly declaring jesus to be lord in this culture this would immediately imply that jesus was of a higher authority and lordship than caesar who claimed to be the son of god and lord when christians were brought to trial they would often be forced to make sacrifices to the romans god and roman gods and declare caesar to be lord Those who refused were punished with imprisonment or even death in some cases. That was their method of determining if one was truly a Christian or not, was to have them swear allegiance to Caesar as Lord over and against Jesus. Many Christians refused because Jesus was of a higher lordship, and so they were persecuted. In the book of Colossians, Paul is addressing a heresy in the church that is likely some form of syncretism between uh, Judaism, Neoplatonism, taking Christianity and blending it with other ideas. Both Jewish and Roman influence loomed large in the church and Paul countered these influences by clearly, refu- not by clearly refuting each point of disagreement, but simply declaring the authority and supremacy of Jesus as Lord and King. He says in Colossians 1.15-17, the Son is the image of the invisible God. That's again language that would often be described being Caesar, but he's referring to it in, as Jesus. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Colossians 2, 8-15, we're just going to read a few verses of it. It says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition uh, and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. says for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form in Christ you have been brought to fullness he is the head over every power and authority in verse 15 he goes on and having disarmed the powers and authorities he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross Paul doesn't dig into all the uh, nuances of these different ideas that he's refuting he just takes a catch-all approach, and in doing so, he declares Christ to be the head over every power and authority. That would include spiritual and physical power and authority. His argument is essentially, God is so amazing, Jesus is so much power and authority, you have already served King Jesus, why would you give your allegiance to another? In verse 15, the powers and authorities is almost certainly a reference to spiritual powers and forces of evil. But in traditional Jewish thought, like as Paul's as well, it is the evil spiritual powers operating in the background that animate and influence the evil kingdoms of the world is Babylon. The early church often subtly refers to Rome as Babylon, the place of exile and place of evil uh, spiritual forces at work. This their take from the exile when they're exiled to Babylon and, but even in first Peter which we'll come to later Peter writes that he is from he is in Babylon it's likely referencing Rome there. Anyways, uh, you can see the Bible Project video that I linked you to on the devotional page for more info on that. Uh, this is seen in his declaration a few verses earlier in verse 16, and that all things were created through Jesus. He said, "...things in heaven and on earth, both the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him." He's referencing both spiritual powers and physical powers, kings and kingdoms and the evil spiritual forces that animate them, are created by Jesus and for Jesus. All creation was created through him and for him, and therefore all creation owes him its allegiance as he is the one true king of it all. Returning to verse 15, the language Paul chooses, disarmed and made a public spectacle and triumphed would point the reader to a common scene of the Roman emperor returning from a victorious war. He would enter the city in a glorious procession riding on horseback with his captives trailing behind him on their way to execution or enslavement. This is what Jesus has done to the evil spiritual powers and authorities. Eugene Peterson paints the picture explicitly in the Message Version, Colossians 2.15, where he writes, He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Again, note the method by which Jesus stripped them of their authority, cross, symbol of shame, subjugation, and powerlessness. He was victorious by laying down his life as a ransom for many and serving others. Paul expresses this idea elsewhere in 1 Corinthians 1.18. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Furthermore, when we come to Revelation 19, uh, and the vision of Jesus riding on a white horse is of him wearing many crowns. And on his robe and thigh is written, King of kings and Lord of lords. All this while his robes are drenched in his own. So in summary, we serve Jesus as king of his kingdom, and and indeed Jesus is king over all creation. So take some time today to worship Jesus as king. In the devotional, I've linked you to uh, All Hail King Jesus. If you'd like to play that song and spend some time in worship to our king, Jesus.